three, two, one. Welcome to Hungry Hip Hop, potless style reviews where we dish out the freshest takes on what these artists are serving up. We're looking for the spiciest bars, vibes, and production in order to spin our palettes and diversify our playlists. All right. Hello, everybody. This is Milo, live and in stereo. And today we're taking a look at Vic Mensa's latest project, I Tape. So if you don't know, Victor Kwesi Mensa coming in at a whopping five foot ten. He's from Southside Chicago. Wealthy genius puts him at a net worth about two million dollars, which is not a whole lot. And uh, that's coming from Celebrity Net Worth and WealthyGenius.com. He signed a Rock Nation. He started out with his debut album. Well, actually, he started out in a band about 15 years old called Kids These Days. Mm. But after that broke out, he his debut album, which really was a mixtape, was Inane Tape, came out in 2013. It was a free download, so I can't tell you how many copies it sold, but it did get 34 out of 50 on Complex's list and 4 out of 5 for XXL Magazine. So that's pretty impressive. This man has a Save Money, Save Lives Foundation that just re- well, just recently raised $15,000 for homeless youth in Chicago. I don't know if you consider like late 2020 recent. I, I, I consider that pretty recent. Mm-hmm. Singles you might know him by are You Mad and Down on My Luck. Some trivia. You might know him, if not from anything I just mentioned, his net worth or his debut album, if you don't remember any of that. He was the guy who talked about XXX Tentacion and the BET Cypher back in 2018 and he condemned the kind of abuse that goes on in rap culture against women and brought up X and his mom, X's mom was in the crowd during that performance and so Vic had to issue a formal apology for that. And if you don't remember from that, he's the guy that yelled at DJ Academics (laughs) during a complex interview. All that to say, now we're taking a look at his latest 2021 project. I'm interested. Alan, what do you have to say about it? So have you ever been shopping and thought, wow, I could really go for just like some ice cream and you look and there's like, oh, there's no dryers here. Oh, but there's that, um, there's that Kirkland signature. <laughs> and, and so if I woke up yesterday and I was like, oh, I really want some fucking chance the rapper right now. And, <laughs> and then I opened the freezer, there's Vince and he has the Kirkland signature red cursive writing on him. Cause this is just, this is just not original. This is not, this is not that great to me at all. I think this shit is boring. And there's, well, what was it right towards the middle? Oh, Kwaku. I, what the hell are you doing with Kwaku? You're just like, you're just telling this story about this dude and it's over the same beat that doesn't repeat. Man, I don't, I don't like this shit. This is boring, Mark. So, so funny that you mentioned the Kirkland brand, dog. Because kid you not, I, I think it was around the, by the third song? Or was it, no, by, the, by Millionaires. By Millionaires, I went and said, all right, so this sounds like some knockoff chance or knockoff Kanye. Like this literally sounds like throwaways. This sounds like throwaways from a from a Kanye tape or from a chance tape. This is what that sounds like. It sounds like Vic is just rapper over there because they're like, it's those types of beats, but just subpar. And so I was, yeah, it's so funny you mentioned that. I feel exactly the same way. Um, and that's not even just because like Vic and Chance came up together. Like I thought Vic was more original from Chance back then. Now this album to me, and I'm sorry to say this, this album really sounds like 
Vic Mensa is trying to go back to the like original old Vic Mensa of like this is like the type of music he started rapping on with stuff that sounded like this and it's like it doesn't sound good like it sounds like like in a bad way it sounds like you're going back to your old self like you progressed decently you made a lot of good stuff I really did like uh the um the album that had 16 shots on I can't remember the name right now but he progressed and did some good stuff and this just sounds like getting back to your roots but in the worst way possible so i don't know vic has talent he has skill and there were good things to highlight about this so one of the things i think was really great was uh lyrically uh there wasn't any fuck shit from really from for 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 the most part from what i could tell uh he was which he does a lot of in recent years this was like a good old like you know conscious you know talking about my city the issues going on kids dying you know like he he really went back to just uh, he i don't know i feel that now i don't feel like he had the talent to hold this rank but i feel in terms of like the topics he rapped about he actually kind of had the opportunity to be in what i would consider the class of hip-hop prophets you know the j cole's the kendrick's the commons the people who like are the lupes you know the people who really sit there and will preach about the struggle of the hood and you know the the, the horrors going on and uh how they need to be how justice needs to be brought to them you know and i felt like Vic really had the talent for that, but wasted it. Like he he just never reached that potential because it was on too much fuckboy shit. And then it just got ruined. And so I don't know. When I listen to these lyrics, it reminds me of like he had that talent, but it just kind of got wasted away. But yeah. If I could say one thing really quick about that, kind of about specifically going back to the old sound. In mm-hmm. 2018, he made this album called 93 Punks, mm-hmm. which is like I would describe it as a punk rock record almost Mm -hmm. where he took like a punk band and everything. And that thing was really, really, really bad. Mm -hmm. Like it It bombed commercially and critically. It was, it's you fucking laugh at it. And so I understand why he would have the like thought, let's go back to what brought me up here. Let's Mm -hmm. not like try to mess around in these other genres because we know that when rappers do that, it, it usually doesn't work out well. And 93 Punks is an example of it, like, working the very worst. It's just, like, edgelord kind of shit. Mm-hmm. And so I get I get why he came back to this. But, I mean, you're either out of practice with this style or you're or you might just be below that. That kind of level is kind of my suspicion at this point. Milo, what do you think of it? Okay, so. Let's just start with the basics. So this is a 24-minute album for all you out there. It's a really quick listen. The average song length, though, is about three and a half minutes. So even though overall it's going to be really short, the song lengths are longer than what some people might be used to. If you're like a heavy trap person, sonically, and as far as the song length and vocal delivery on this, this probably isn't going to be for you. Longest song on the track is your next to last one. It's called Musa. It's a storytelling track. It comes in at a whopping five minutes. And the shortest track on this album is the intro. It's 54 seconds. You honestly can skip it. It is not, it's not edifying at all. As far as Mensa's performance on this, I felt a lot of like he, I felt that his delivery as a technician, as far as voice and his cadences, it reminded me a lot of J. Cole. 
And as far as the music and his technique, like the kind of fundamental, like the similes he was using in the metaphors, like that collision, it felt like getting caught up in, in a gust of wind, which makes sense because he's from Chicago. If I had to put it another way, these names are mentioned earlier. I would say he's a less pretentious Lupe, Lupe Fiasco and a rougher chance the rapper. And I respect Lupe. I, I, I respect Lupe, but I did. I can kind of see what Juan meant way back in a day 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 when we reviewed food and liquor that Lupe can come off as kind of pretentious. I'd say Vic is less so. As for the production music wise on this album, the music was great to me. The only criticism I would say, so you're going to get a lot of soul samples. You're going to get, it's like what people mentioned earlier. Like it, the, like, there was like a lot of callbacks to other things you've heard in hip hop. The only two criticisms I would have about the music is that there are recordings in this in this project. So if you're not cool at recordings and that kind, if you didn't like them on Good Kid, Mad City, then you're not going to like them here. And the mixing of the vocals it was kind of hard to hear his voice sometimes, like listening to someone talk in the wind. So if they had done that a little better, it would have been better for me. Just to close up. Given what I've been hearing out of New York lately, personally, I like this album and I think it made me think Chicago might be the new mecca of rap because New York has been wilding lately. So uh, two skips out of seven, not bad, but we can get into more details. All right. Well, um, I'm one of us at least liked it. So <laughs> that's yeah. Uh, I forgot, Milo, did you come into this album liking Vince Mensa or not? I can't remember. I came into this album respecting Vic Mensa. Okay. And I liked I liked his energy, especially the way he stood up to DJ Academics in that interview. Oh, and just even in his apology, when he apologized for saying that stuff about X, he said, I'm very sorry. I did, basically, in so many words, he was like, sorry, I didn't know you were going to be there. But I said what I said. Yeah. Like, I don't, I'm not going to tolerate abuse against women in rap culture. Yeah. So. I wish I would have known. I wouldn't have said it in front of you, but I, you, you like, I like that. I like that. To me, yeah. there's a lot of backbone. So I came in respecting him, uh-huh. but I was, I'm not familiar with his music. And let me just wrap up by saying this. You two were, you mentioned, Mark, that he could have gone into that group of hip hop prophets, which is interesting because I felt a lot of J. Cole, Chance yeah. the Rapper, Kanye yeah. West, Kendrick vibes off of this. Yeah. And I put him, I put him in those ranks off of this project yeah. alone, but it sounds like you've listened to more of his discography exactly. than me, so I don't know. I was exactly going to say that. If it was this project alone, I could see that. But when you consider like, it's the things that he did with uh, DJ Academics. It's the things that he did in terms of, like, he was changing his style super dry. Like, he was changing his style on a regular basis to try to fit in different ways. And it was like, bro, like, he was just wave riding at one point, And, like, he was just on this, like, oh, I'm cool. Like, I'm too cool for y'all. Like, y'all don't even know how good I really am. Like, y'all don't even know how much I respect I really deserve, you know, type of shit. Which then made the community not fuck with him almost on some like rust shit you know he was basically i was gonna mention rust yeah he was really on some rust shit of just some like i'm too good for all y'all i can't even fuck with y'all so the community was like all right fuck you so yeah i think like you can't be the prophet um i mean i don't know my opinion like the the prophets are kind of like you know lead the people and if people don't even want to listen to you it's kind of hard to lead them (laughs) so i don't know he, he could easily be in that ranks with his content, but I feel like what he has done outside the music has removed him from that. And I mean, he talks about that kind of stuff, but I don't think that, to me, the music, like, to compare this to Good Kid, Mad City, for me, is like, 
that's the Yankees and like my high school team. They're like playing the same sport technically. Yeah. But you know, for well, me, no, I, I brought up good kid, Mad city. Cause it's a really good album. And if you thought it was really, really great, but the recordings didn't do it for you, this album is not as good as good kid, Mad city. So if you didn't like it in a really good album, the recordings, <laughs> you're not going to like the recordings. It's in an album. Oh, I, I feel you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I feel you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Wait, do you guys just to throw it back to like twenty, like eleven, twenty twelve? Do you remember how hyped he was? Like, yeah, back like, in the day, because he, I feel like he was up there with like Tyler levels of hype. He was like, twenty eleven, twenty twelve. Uh, okay, you're you're wild, man. He wasn't Tyler levels hype, but he was a double XL freshman. He was a double XL yeah, freshman. He yeah. was hyped, like he he like when you're a double XL freshman, that's a huge platform you're given. It's pretty much the only thing double XL is even known for nowadays. And so that's a huge platform. And then he just wasted it, you know, and he was, he had a cipher with Isaiah Rashad and he was on a cipher with a couple other big names, but it was just kind of like, I don't know, maybe a lot actually didn't come out that class to be honest, but I don't know. It was just kind of wasted, but there was some hype. I know that it was not Tyler level, but he did have hype behind his name, uh, kind of on the coattails of chance. Like it was almost like when X came up and then uh actually no, that's disrespectful because Ski Mouse really got mad skill. Anywho, it's when he when like his like like chance came up and then everyone's like, Oh, who's this other person that wraps a chance? Oh, Vic Mensa? Oh word. And so then like, oh, Vic Mensa's dope too. And so then he got a little hype, but chance kept going and the Vic Mensa went down. And then eventually well, me, Chance was like, let me join you and went down. <laughs> yeah. To me, the um, the time that I like feel like I first heard about him was during like, remember 2012, 2013, there was that big boom of like rap clicks and like rap yeah. crews. Yeah. I feel like that's when it's, I first started um, hearing about him and just yeah. like he was associated with like all these different people. Yeah. But then his career as a like solo artist to me just really never like, mm. he never had that thing that stuck, but he I mean, he talked mad shit over the past eight years. So, so much shit. Like, I mean, but who so hasn't beefed with DJ Academics? But still, he has. Other than that, he's you know he's a little preachy. So yeah, yeah. He just he just he just has this ability to constantly always be on the wrong side of an issue, and not even like morally, like with the X thing. Like morally, he was on the right side, but in terms of. A 20-year-old kid just died. The world's mourning him. And then you're like, that kid was a piece of shit. Like, even if he was, that's not the time to say it. It's not the time. It's not the time to talk about it. You know, a 20-year-old young black man just died. And the world is mourning over him. And you're like, ah, that kid was a piece of shit, though. So fuck him. Yep. So it's just kind of like, he's always just constantly on the wrong side of every like public like hip-hop issue or whatever. So... Anywho, let's get into this motherfucker album. Though. <laughs> um, Milo, you like this shit. So, what song do you want to get into first? <laughs> he speaks so highly of it. You should be his PR. <laughs> so, I do have positive things to say. Like I said, so we'll we'll, we'll see. <laughs> okay, so the song "Victory" to me mm-hmm. should have been the intro. Mm. I don't know what that. I agree. I fully agree. <laughs> other thing was, <laughs> I definitely the punch like the okay the music especially with that little chipmunky soul sample echoing off in the you know in the distance of the sound, mm-hmm. it just took me back to Tuscan leather and like his his flow on it. It's not it's not completely unorganized, but it's not completely very neat 
and clean cut. It's it's got enough grittiness to it. It's just pure braggadocia. Like this is somebody who has something to say, and you've got this glorious music in the background. He's saying it over. So it, it I punched in at this point in the album on the second song. That first song, I was not. It did not key me in at all. And I'm glad. I'm glad the energy went up exponentially right after that because it was not a good first impression mark yeah so uh i am very similar my very first note for the introduction was unnecessary <laughs> like, i don't know why this is here <laughs> <laughs> that's really my only note unnecessary so i agree i thought victory should have started off as the main one um i wasn't a huge fan of the beat kind of as i mentioned about this whole thing um but uh i did like vic's flow it was nice. It was cool. Um, here's the thing that I noted that I once again note for every song on this is, or almost every song on this is that it sounded like a freestyle, not in the sense of he was going off the dome, but in the sense like these sounded like pre-written to random beats. So like none of these flows or none of even the like energy felt like it was actually meant for the beat like they sound like they were written separately um and so i was just kind of like uh and i felt that literally for almost i think it was either almost or every actual song on this project huh so okay so it wasn't just me that noticed something about the delivery that was a little something was i liked it i thought that was a nice and they threw that little uh as we proceed call back in there to uh mm-hmm. who shot you so i was you know obviously rocking with that alan so you're going to notice the theme with my reviews i think this song isn't very good and particularly i think that the intro part with like you know just blaze who's a chicago producer who worked on fucking college dropout mm-hmm. uh like did this beat and i was like okay this could be this could be kind of hot but then <laughs> as soon as the the verse starts coming in uh, I just started completely, completely falling off. Like, mm-hmm. uh, Milo, you had said that he comes in with something to say. And I really, I don't know how you can make fun of the Anne Frank line and, and so fresh, so clean. But yet with, with, with Vic Mensa, when he said, <laughs> when he says, I know the killers well, no free willy. They make a fiasco out of you for some free chili. Like, I... When I see that line, I was like, at least, at least Anne Frank talking about hiding up in the attic, like, makes sense. This dude's talking about, you know me well, and then saying free willy like a whale. And then, and then, and then rhyming it with fucking, and then they, they do it for some chili. Like, like, is this, like, I know that he has this reputation as this, like, great lyricist, but this is some Will Dickey level bars. This is like, I, I don't know. I don't feel nah, like... that's disrespectful. Lil Dicky writes better bars than this, bro. <laughs> oh. I'm sorry, dog. Lil Dicky writes better bars than this. <laughs> For me, I was like, okay, so your thing is like, you're trying to be this like lyricist dude. You're trying to bring real hip-hop back to Chicago, but you're, you're, you're rhyming whale with chili. And I I mean, I get that it's braggadocious and maybe, maybe it would work better for me if it was like a little more clever, like I feel like an Andre 3000 could do. But this shit, I don't know. I'm not about it. You just don't. It's a Chicago thing, okay? Kanye West. <laughs> oh, all the like, whales around Chicago? No. <laughs> Some, something in your blouse got me feeling so aroused. <laughs> like, I mean, I did like graduation, though, so I'm a little biased. <laughs> 
but yeah, that was is, no. This is not graduation. This is not a Kanye <laughs> West album. Okay, that's all I have to say. I think this song is pretty bad, except for the intro. <laughs> Didn't and hold. On, I'm thinking there's another Kanye line where he rhymed something like he was like, "I ain't got no in my apartment," and he like switched up the words so he could get we it to got rhyme no with phone the in my apartment. Yeah, it's, yeah. I think that that's touched the sky, dude. Yeah. What yeah. was the word? What was the line before it? What's the word he's trying to rhyme it with? Because I ain't got no phone in my apartment. Um. Uh, I don't remember. You're putting me on the spot, but I know, I know, I know exactly what you mean. It's like one. I feel like that song is just like "Touch the Sky" is just a way better song, like objectively. And two, I, I, I don't know. He's this just felt low effort to me. At least when Kanye does it, he he was trying to make a like single that really just like exploded for exploded as like a hit. And clearly, "Touch the Sky" is a mega fucking hit, and this song is not. So. I can't. Not yet. I, okay. I mean, when this when this <laughs> becomes the biggest song of the year, you let me know. Okay. Yeah, I think this shit sucks. Next song. Anywho, <laughs> okay, so next song. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess we could. I basically, I guess, just do damn near every song on this thing. Um, Millionaire. So, on this song, it started. The intro kicked in, and I was just like. All right. I was like, yep, I'm not into this, like, like, tishing in, you know, and I'm just like, God, and once again, I was like, this feels like some knockoff Kanye chanted. Like, I was just like, oh my gosh. But then all of a sudden, that beat switch comes. And oh my God. Like, if you want, like, if you're trying to, like, make me excited, that's how you do it. It's you just throwing a random ass beat switch, heavy 808s, dope ass flow, and like, I'm lit, bro. I'm out here, bro. And so I was very, very happy. I was bobbing my head. I was having a good time. I thought the chorus was a little weak. Um, wasn't my favorite chorus, but it was still high energy, so it was fun. Um, and then, yeah, that's basically kind of how I felt about that song. Alan, how about you? So I will give you that the beat switch was cool for the first mm. like 10 seconds after the beat switch. And then it got hella repetitive. Mm. And it like, I wouldn't think that a 24 minute album would make me like, be like, this is too long. We need to cut songs off this, but cut some songs off this. The beat switch was cool in the moment. This one, like during the, during the chorus is one of the just prime examples of when you could be like, oh, this is obviously dollar store chance the rapper like i throw my hands up in the air because my grandma's still in prayer Mm -hmm. like that's like who else is going to say that besides (laughs) chance like there's no world where if chance the rapper didn't exist he would mention his grandma up in prayer (laughs) you know and he must have at least 10 12 lines about his grandma praying at least chance has at least 10 12 lines about that i exactly and and with chance it's like okay it can be a little corny at times but at least like that's a chance type bar this is Uh, this is, I mean, this is the Kirkland signature chance type bar of a type of bar that I already don't like. So the beat switch was cool for about 10 seconds. And then I'll give the other like 45% of the song before the beat switch that just is repetitive. And then, and like copying Kanye, copying chance. And then the other 45% after the beat switch is just like, okay, I get it. I get what the beat's doing. I am kind of tired of your verse. Let's wrap up this song. So 
Nope. Milo. Okay. I I like this song. I I I guess uh the only negative thing I would have to say is that there were some I don't really know. There are some moral lessons you've already heard that he puts in his bars like hurt people hurt people and I'd rather get like we've heard that before. And that's about it. I I'm just going to get into the positive. I like the vocals uh, despite the auto tune. I actually like the vocals and the singing. They did definitely give me some Kanye Jesus is Kings uh, Jesus is King vibes off of the delivery in the beginning. And then when he did the beat switch and started rapping and went into that kind of J Cole type of flow and style with his voice, I, I really enjoyed it. So I liked the beat switch and I was, I was keyed in with the beat switch for more than 10 seconds. And there are some, I thought there were some clever lines. So couldn't afford a Ford, but I was super focused. I, I like that. I've heard so many lines about Ford and Focus. <laughs> Blueface has a line. Blueface, out of all people, has a fucking line. So it's, a, it's about a line saying, I got a Ford, but I can't afford not to focus or some shit like that. <laughs> but how many rappers have lines about fucking the world? Or how many? This is not me critiquing it. This is just me being like it's funny. Of, I'm, I'm just saying, and this is not a critique of J. Cole. This is just a critique of this line. Why this line? This is so goddamn popular. <laughs> so this is your favorite tired. Yeah. This like, miracle, I'm just tired of this line in general. People saying people like, should be a Ford Fiesta or a Ford Mustang. Like this, everyone is just keep saying just Ford and Focus so often, bro. Like people, like every rapper, not just Vic Mensa, every rapper. Let's move on from the Ford and the Focus shit. All right, yeah, can so... we go back to Impalas, dude? <laughs> right there in the box with the. Uh... I. Like the hook, the it was kind of a hook. It wasn't like a, like a proper hook. Never in a million years did they think we'd be millionaires. And so there was a – I'll talk about the recording because it's actually the next track. So there's a recording with an electric guitar under it that I thought was the outro of this track that actually was its own track. And Alan references earlier was Kwaku. So if we want to discuss that, we can. But I, I liked the music over that. I mean, it's an outro in the sense uh, that the song kind of. Real quick, sorry. Kind of... Real quick pause. Sorry, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Please forgive me, Alan. But real quick pause. <clears throat> Dozing off in this bends because I can afford not to focus. That's I thought you were about to say we Bruce weren't recording. <laughs> I thought you were about to dead ass say like we have not been recording this entire time. <laughs> no, no, no. I just want to mention that's that's a Blueface line. Doesn't off from this bend because I can afford not to focus. Okay, well, since we're talking about lines, the line was. I think that one might be better to be honest. I'm sorry, Blueface might have had. I'll it give it one. to Blueface. Yeah, I think Blueface had it in that one. The Kanye line was any pessimists, I ain't talk to them. Plus, I ain't have no phone in my apartment. Oh, that yeah. That sounded, oh, that sounded yeah. horrible. I mean, Kanye. I'm but sorry. when Kanye says it, it sounds yeah. really good. Yeah. <laughs> Not saying that maybe it's just a hard line to say, but. Oh, thanks for the advice. I don't remember asking, but I'll, I'll write it down. <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. All right. Alan, continue what we're saying. It, I, I see what you mean, Milo, of how the guitar kind of like fades into that Kwaku spoken word track. Like, in the sense, you could think it's an outro, but then before you realize it, you realize that the outro is longer than the last song. 
and the outro has just been talking and telling this long ass story that yeah i mean we can talk about it i don't remember what kwaku was about because i fucking turned it off after the first time i didn't listen to it again but i I think the fact you think it was longer than the last song is a pretty clear indication because it's only three minutes and the last song was four minutes so the fact that it felt yeah (laughs) in case you guys haven't picked up i I don't like kwaku you can skip this you can this song would be salvageable maybe if he had just gone and done a you know who did this uh no name when she did that one like interlude with just like vocals or whatever and had that music playing if he'd gone that route it'd be salvageable but having this random recording of this guy i don't know just talking about what it was like moving to chicago it it struck me as unnecessary like like mark said about the first the first track the intro that's a great that's a great comparison i feel like this is trying like i mean chance chance and no name have kind of a similar similar type vibe about chicago and their music but man that that telephone album is like so much better than mm-hmm. this like it's yeah like a it's lot. like it world's makes me feel like i'm in chicago <laughs> so much more than this yeah all right kwaku <laughs> in the... kwaku more like kwaku more like doo-doo am i right Why are we treating this man like he fucking uh like he's goddamn what was that nigga's name? Brown boy? Nav? Nav, Nav. I like this album. We we treated this man like he nav dog. Like at least me nowadays. Look, I've for the podcast, I've had a very shitty week, and this album is not original and didn't do anything for me. And I kind of am enjoying being the villain right now. (laughs) So I'm gonna do it. Playing Milo's part. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm the villain yeah. now. Listen to me. I'm the villain. <laughs> I'm like Milo from six months ago. I fucking hate everything for the next nine episodes. <laughs> um, yeah, that's life, though. Um, next song? The next song is after that one is Freedom. 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 I thought this was dope. I thought this was um wait, hold on. Oh man, you're 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 you know what man? Oh I fucked up, dog. I fucked up. I talked about the beat switch on millionaires. I meant the beat switch on freedom. That's why I meant this entire time. See, and I didn't even know that you had made that mistake because that's where I assumed the beat switch must be there. And then I remember like, oh the beat switch was there, it was cool for a little bit. But this I didn't. Is, I uh, didn't even catch it, so I can't even. Yeah, freedom. Freedom was the one I was thinking about. Freedom was let the it, one. Hold on. Let, can I say something? Let it be known that we don't even remember and can, can't <laughs> tell apart the like most distinct thing about this song. And then when we put it on some other song, none of us even catch it, including <laughs> the person who likes this album. No, no, so no, that's not that true. Should... I know. I know there were two beat switches, and it happened on Millionaires, <laughs> and it happened on Freedom. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah, so I actually have something to say about the beat switch in this particular instance. Yeah. So all the yeah, hype I have for the last one was... for this yeah. one. Yeah. Exactly. All the hype I have for the last one. Take all that away from millionaires. Millionaires was cool by itself. All the hype I have for millionaires. Put that on freedom because I thought this was a beat switch that blew my mind. This was the beat I was trashing until the beat switch came in. But once again, with the dopest beat, make Vic had to ruin it though. We ain't scared of no holies. And then yeah. I thought, you know what? Maybe I misheard him. 
Like, maybe I just need to hear that again, right? And then again, he goes, we ain't scared of no holies. Nigga, you sound corny as fuck. You are just... Just say fuck, like, nigga. Like, just, just say fuck. You could say fuck 12. You could say all that. Holies, ho- nigga, holies. Nigga, that shit sounds so goddamn corny, dog. Holies. Bro, like you is... making me sound like Blue Lives Matter over here. This shit is just trash, yeah. though, bro. <laughs> Holy, just a garbage co- like saying, bro. Like any of the other shit works, bro. Don't say holies, bro. Y'all listen. So can I? Can, wait, I need, to, I need to defend him on this for one thing. You're haters. So it doesn't it doesn't come across well on this, but he's actually biting it from the song "Gasoline Dreams" by Outkast. Where do, but, how did they do it then? It, it's. Uh, I love that song been, so. It's because, like, it, well, Big Boy Big Boy says, yeah, fuck the whole lease. But he says it in, like, a way that's not so, like, oh. that's just way cooler than this and just oh. sounds better musically. I don't know. It, yeah, this is just how corny as fuck to me. Yeah, it works much know. better with Big Boy and on yeah. fucking Outcast, but, yeah. <laughs> Milo, like, me beat the shit out of him. <laughs> you look you looked beat and broken and abused. <laughs> I think this is going to be me from now on. I really am having fun with this. See your broken spirited Milo dog. This is, this is how like I felt with a, work on a Monday. With an open mic eagle. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we roasted that nigga. Yeah, actually, that's probably more accurate. We treated this like he open mic eagle. That was nah, actually, that was bad, bro. We treated open mic eagle bad, bro. Yeah, I'm being nice. I kind of feel guilty. I kind of feel guilty about yeah. that, bro. I feel looking guilty. I need to call that nigga an apology, bro. <laughs> uh, if you ever hear that shit, open mic, hit my line, bro. I'll I'll, I'll apologize. I'll he lives in L.A., me. dude. He's gonna come to your house, bro. We'll check it up. Smoke a blunt, talk. I'm with it, dog. Okay, <clears throat> so freedom, the song for me. So just a heads up, it's a three minute, thirty second song. You're probably not gonna want to listen to now. It was a skip for me because of the beat switch. If you had taken the song is divided into three parts. You get a really solely kind of cool part at the beginning, then you get this random random switch up and you get this trap BS and trap B kind of BS. And then it switches back to a solely vocally kind of vibe. You just punched out that middle part. I would have been rocking with it. The flow on that second part. I'm not against it on principle. I just wasn't, I guess I was so mad about the beast, which I, it just added to my, my rage, but that guns in my city now, that kind of, kind of flow. I wasn't, I wasn't feeling it. And the vocals were good off those two parts. Yeah. Just the first, if you, you know, if you really want to listen to the song, you can listen to about the first couple seconds, pause it, fast forward to the last and you'll be Gucci. The vocals are beautiful. Stunning, despite the auto tune. You got some. Uh, there are some some good lines. This town in unrest ain't no need to be civil. I like that line. Mm. I mark. I'm Marcus Aurelius until we get free. That's cool. Mm. Bringing people back to the liberal arts, ancient Rome. <laughs> you know, e pluribus unum, all that. Just the good. <laughs> 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 so oh, uh, here we go it's... again on his Cornell West. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Oh, like, for real, bro. <laughs> so it's cool. Uh, it was. I'd skip the song. Or listen to a little bit of it and then skip it. On to the next track. Heard of the, uh, oh, you, wait, you guys ever heard of the term fake deep? 
No, fake deep, like deep, deep fake? fake. Yeah, fake deep. Yeah, I know deep fakes. I've never heard of a fake deep. Uh, fake deep is when, like, especially in music, where they try to like throw a lot of like, like higher sounding concepts and stuff uh, to oh, make it appear like. I get what you're saying. Fake like deep. deeper. Yeah. That's kind of what I what I got with like this militant realism made me these millions. Save money, army. We ain't civilians. Like, I feel like we would be. If Eminem made these lines, he would be getting criticized and just like would be getting clowned constantly. Mm. But because it's not Eminem, uh, I don't, I don't feel like it will. Even though this has the same level of like edgy preachiness that I feel like modern Eminem has, it, I just feel like we just write it off for other people. But not me. I think this. this I mean, you know what I feel about this album and this song. I don't think is any better. So there we go. The next song's pretty fly though. I like that. That's cool. We got well oh oh well, you know. <clears throat> if I may. So the song Musa, I think, is Chef's Kiss. Mm. Excellent song. It's five minutes long, so I'm sure there are some people who've already written it off. That's fine. It's got uh, Jeremiah on it. I don't know who Aaron Allen Kane, but shout out to you. You did you did great. And I don't know who why it is. Whatever. It's a storytelling song storytelling song that I think excels in creating good images while delivering substance and engagement. So the substance is that it's actually talking about like a pretty serious situation of him being like in a cell block and finding religion and you know having a relationship with like having a friendly relationship with this guy. And the engagement is just like the question of like, where is this story going to go? Especially once you get to the part in the story where the guy gets beat up over something silly, I guess, involving like uh, phone time. And that to me is just, is great on its own. I liked the production and especially I liked the vocals. I got, I don't know if anybody's heard that song 223s by YNK Melly that what more do you want from me? Like, yeah, I it had a little bit of that kind of melody to it, and I already rock with with that melody off of the other song, so that was good. I thought that was a nice touch. So it made it, made it catchy. It made it catchy. So that further engaged me. And once again, just his vocal style, the way he talks, and the just like that hint of raspiness reminds me a lot of J. Cole. So the storytelling with the bars, with the imagery, with the music, and the that catchy melody for me, this was a hit. But I I'm submitting it to the butchers <laughs> go ahead uh so i thought that moose was okay i felt like this was better i will definitely say it was better than some of the other ones in my opinion this is one of the better songs um that being said it still sounded like a knockoff chance or yay to me if i want this sound i'm just gonna go listen to one of those two um this it was better than the rest, but it still did not hit. Still not good enough. Um, it still sounded like pre-written over random beats to me. The vibes just didn't feel the match. So yeah, I, I didn't really have any more to say with this song. Alan? So this is easily the best song on the album for me by like uh. by 10 square <laughs> miles. And I think the writing really takes a step up where he's talking about real life situations that talk to him going from being at the Grammys with like Kanye, Beyonce, all the way to catching a like a 
gun charge. Mm -hmm. I mean, for me, this is easily the realest song. And if you're looking for any positivity from my personal review, like this dude can clearly rap and write. Mm -hmm. He has that ability, but this is the only song that I feel like he put in full effort for on the production end and on the writing end, which makes me like, almost makes me like this album less that I know he can bust out a song that at least is like this good. Mark, you mentioned it's pretty derivative still. Mm -hmm. I agree. But this is, at least this is a higher quality of derivative. And I think it's, it's decent enough. Like this is better than everything else on this record to me, but it's still not any, it's still not like, like pray for me. I'm dying of thirst. I'm dying of thirst. It's not like, it's supposed to be that kind of song, but it's not like that good, Yeah. but it's better. It's funny you bring that up. There was a, a line in the, in this song, Musa, where he talks about his friend. Uh, I wonder how he could be so optimistic. Where I honestly thought, if you just change the voice just a little bit, you could sound exactly like Kendrick. Like I feel like that's something Kendrick would say. <laughs> mm, yeah, I can see that. Kendrick's probably copying Vic Mensa. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Kobe Bryant copied Michael Jordan, and nobody wants. To like... Yeah. <laughs> I when, just, when Vic Mensa wins four NBA titles, you, <laughs> you let me know. Yeah, when Vic Mensa gets four Grammys, <laughs> closest comparison. Um, Shelter. You want to try that? My song. Well, we might as well. So for me, I put that I felt like he was once again really on his conscious lyrics. Um, he was talking about things such as like the military industrial complex, racist cops, hood trauma, addiction, like all that. Like he was um, really into shit. Um, and I think, I don't know. This is just once again where I realized and it kind of felt like he is just lacking in his potential. Like every time I get taste of what I feel makes him great. But at no point, on at any point of this album, while well, I was almost like, yes, this is it. This is exactly what I want to hear. This is Vic at his best, you know. And I was hoping with the last song we might get it, but it just kind of still let me down. Milo. So I like this song, and I think the best creative, the best creative choice on this song was not letting Wyclef Jean rap. That man is corny. Go listen to his mm. raps when he was with the Fugees. <laughs> I, as soon as I saw his are name, you calling I, was like, out, dog? I was like, please tell me they are not finna let this man rap. But they kept him doing what he's good at. And he, he just sang and played the guitar. Very beautiful. Yes. Mwah. Loved it. Uh, I like the choir. I like the choir. And I got some lo-fi vibes. If you're in a lo-fi hip-hop, there's some lo-fi vibes off of the production on this. So and then, as I mentioned, wife clef vocals over all of that. It's it's wonderful, and Vic does come with the lines. Wyclef told me call nine one one. I don't know if there are any Mary J. Blige fans out there, but if you know, you know. Hang us in jail cells so they can swing the elections. Great. Tahoe's creep, like TLC. Love it. If your house not a home, let the song be your shelter. That's cool. I mean, you can argue it's a little cheesy, but, it, you know, I'll let it pass. The vocals are just too good. And what I, if I had to just summarize the, the technique off of this as, as far as his delivery, it'd be like Chance the Rapper with his storytelling 
without that corny ha 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 kind of voice that Chance rap raps in. Alan, you want? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, I thought your your Chance impression was hella funny, and Chance is on this song too. <laughs> which, which, you know, we have on the we have Chance the rapper, aka like the Coca Cola. And then we have RC Cola. But isn't it bad that even the Coca-Cola just didn't even sound good on this song? Like the Coca-Cola sounded like it was flat. The bottle had been open for days. Like it just <laughs> I mean, that's how I always feel about chance. But anyway. <laughs> but anyway, here we have Royal Cola coming in with with this song. My favorite part of it though was easily the Wyclef singing and playing guitar on his reggae kind of mm-hmm. shit almost. Mm-hmm. I did enjoy that in the beginning of the song and then one thing I like, I've been trashing this, and I think this album isn't good. But one thing I did appreciate is that he name drops Elijah McClain, he name drops Kenneth Walker and Philando Castile, mm-hmm. who are a lot of people who, black men who have been killed at the hands of police over the past. Oh, like, I don't know how back uh, Philando Castile was. I was like, but over the past 14, at least, yeah. yeah. I was going to say it's been it's been a long time for him, but over the yeah. past, I would just say generally around six or seven years, black men have been killed by police. And when we talk about like the Black Lives Matter movement and that hip hop has a place to to be involved with that, I think that this is a good a good starting point. I wish that referencing referencing more of these people would come from a rapper that I like a little more that I think is a little better. But I do appreciate it on this track, if that makes sense. But Kendrick. <laughs> I mean, if we want to compare Vic Mensa to Kendrick Lamar, then what do you um, want to do? I'm, we know no, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just, I'm just saying exactly. I just like want what, to know. I agree with what you said, and that like I want to hear this from a better rapper, or that like yeah. more. like Kendrick. But where the fuck is he at? Drop, nigga, drop. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm. Yeah, I've been, I've been asking for some new Kung Fu Kenny for a long time. You know oh, that, God, but. uh bro. But yeah, I mean, I'll give, I want to give Vic Mensa props for that on this track because I don't like it other than that. I don't like the Chance feature. I do agree, Milo. I liked. I do, I do agree. Wyclef can be like his rapping ability is not as good as just like coming in with his guitar playing singing ability. So I'm glad that Vic chose to keep it at that instead of give, instead of giving him a like kind of corny rap verse so they could all have three fucking cornfields going, you know. <laughs> and now. Yeah, I think it, it like works okay. It's it's not offensively bad, and I did appreciate those things. So, a decent way to close up kind of a shitty album. Wait, Milo, you were hyped a second ago. What were you about to say? <laughs> I just I this album is not that bad. To me. <laughs> like, it's good to me, actually. It's good to me. But if you, I could see like not everybody likes everything I like. So I get some people who think th- some things I think are good or bad, but y'all seem to think that the world would have been better off if this man <laughs> had not made this album. And I just like to me, it- this is just so one hundred percent unnecessary because you're not bringing like I would I at least appreciate his. Jeez, <laughs> I that was least- really funny. I, I I agree, but it was just <laughs> funny least, how I, plainly you said that. I appreciate his punk album more than this, even if his punk album is garbage. It's like. Hey, this, there's a reason I'm trying something new. Like, there's at least a reason I'm experimenting or trying a new path. Did it work? Nope. It was trash. All right, cool. But this is like, 
All right. So like you're not experimenting. You're not trying something new. You're trying a style you've done before, but you're just doing it worse. And now you just sound like the curse. Like it's just, it's like, there was no point to drop this, bro. Like we didn't need these words from me. You're not speaking anything new. You're not even speaking on, like, it's just, there's pointless. Like this is in every way, shape and form pointless. At best, this is just to stay relevant to say I dropped the project. Or if he's trying to fulfill like a contract obligation, maybe with Rockefeller, but like, this you was... just unloaded six whole bullets from the revolver, dude, and you killed him on the first shot. Oh, big go doobie like DJ Academics. Vic gun called the holy saw me. I'm so scared. <laughs> I can't take it, dude. Uh, yeah, this nigga really about to send shooters to my house. Though. <laughs> wait, Nick, wait, what are they called? The, the, the Save Money Army? They're going to come, dude. Save Money Army? Yeah, Nick, if you ever hear this, I know I mentioned your height at the outset of this. I, I liked your album, man. Like I liked it. <laughs> yeah, Milo's the only one who talked about him being 5'10". Yeah, <laughs> yeah, bro. He's the one out here calling you short and shit, bro. Like, fuck. <laughs> Please. Don't get to go after that nigga. Don't pull up on me, bro. I ain't fighting you shit. Uh, all right. Can we just put this on the scale, bro? Sure. On the meter, on the fucking spicy meter. Um. So y'all know I'm giving this a nice spicy, and I don't feel like I need to explain why. <laughs> Alan, your turn. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is some. This is eating purple play doh. Honestly, <laughs> not spicy. Milo. In the course of human events, sometimes you have to take time to reflect and realize that the work of a critic is easy. <laughs> we sacrifice and risk very little. Yes. <laughs> no. Can you just can you just say it's not spicy? This is all, this is all coming for the nigga. This is all coming for the nigga that gives the most not spices. Yeah, you are <laughs> by far the most negative person on this podcast. I'm going to read way. what I have here in my notes. I'm just going to make one correction. I'm Alan. going to read from Galatians 6, 13. That's what she said. That's what she Okay. There's one small correction because Alan flipped me on one, one track, which was Quaku. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I was willing to give it a pass for the instrumentals, but then I was like, no, I will not. Three skips out of seven. Not bad. I thought the technique and voice were good, substance engaging, and the music was captivating. Yes, I said captivating, making for a solid album. That said, the gentleman gives this album a spicy, the gentleman yields back. So we, so not spicy, not spicy, it's spicy. All right, Vic, uh, you barely got, you got saved from a ragu. You deserve a ragu, but you got saved from it because of uh, Milo. So next time you see him, you better kiss his feet, dog. Uh, <laughs> all right, uh, two songs. So for me, it's easily going to be uh, Millionaires and Freedom. Milo gonna be Quaku in the intro and and the introduction the like 
You mean no, Vickery? It's not. You know it. Yeah, okay. I was like, he's 100% joking, 100%, bro. I was like, you just said Kwaku wasn't great, and you fucking hated the introduction. <laughs> uh, so if I'm being honest, it's definitely going to be Musa. Now I just have to pick between the beautiful, beautiful punch in on Victory along with the vocals and that gritty style or the sweet vocals of Wyclef Jean. I'm sorry, Wyclef, you're no Frank Ocean. I'm going with Victory. Victory and Musa, the gentleman yields back. Okay, so this is really quick tangent. Did you know, remember, The Life of Pablo came out and then it got revised? Yeah. And then, So on the first version of Wolves, we had Vic. And then on the revised version of Wolves, he got Frank Ocean. So I thought that was a funny, I thought that was a funny <laughs> connection that you had there. Hmm, uh, it says a lot, Kanye, about Kanye's taste being kind of similar to what we've been saying here. But I will also pick. Wait, what was what was the name of the decent song? Musa, and Freedom. That's the one that had the beat switch that we really liked. That Alan obviously hated. <laughs> I thought it was cool for like three seconds, so I'll, I'll fuck it. I'll go. I'll give it to Freedom, Freedom and Musa. That's sad. If that's the requirement to get picked for this album, I like the song for three hey, seconds. I thought you thought the beat <laughs> was cool for ten seconds on Millionaire. No, that's, that's what we, we got it wrong. That's what we're arguing about. We, we thought it was you and Alan. Both you both and of Alan us. were confused. Oh. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Milo's done with that's right. Like, yeah. Fuck both of y'all. Fuck both of y'all. <laughs> yeah, bro. I'm sorry, bro. This just wasn't it, bro. Tweet your boy. Tell me you need to step his fucking game up, dog. He has dope. All right, all right. Like, I'll shut him out. Autobiography was dope. You know, like he has dope shit, but this wasn't it. So I'm going to throw Freedom and Musa onto the album Appetizers playlist. It's, uh, not adding the strongest tracks in my mind, but we will have a nice chance to rapper copy if that's what you're in the market for. <laughs> and Kirkland Signature will be in the freezer for you on the album appetizers playlist on Spotify. What are we doing next week, Mark? Wait, 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 hold on. I got a question for you. <laughs> Is Kirkland Chance better than Wedding Chance? <laughs> Ooh. Is this Ooh. better than Big Day Chance? <laughs> no, no, this this is not. To me, Part of the thing with Big Day is that at least, at least tracks like Hot Shower, I can listen to and be like, Chance, what were you thinking? Like, what is this? But with, but this, I give like so, like little amount of like respect of trying to go in a different direction because this is him like, oh, this shit is what, this shit is what got me popular back then. I'll just do that. Chance was like, I'm gonna make the most ambitious kind of album about my wedding and my wife ever, and everyone's gonna love it. And like, always give chance like that he was taking a huge risk on, on the big day. Even if he, I felt like he didn't put any effort into it, and it was like really obnoxiously long. I'll, I'll easily give it to Big Day and Hot Shower really? being a song that like single handedly just like yeah. ruined it was a huge oh. career. Yeah, that's bad, bro. I don't even know if I don't like this album that much. That's bad. Fuck. You have you have you listened to <coughs> Big Day? You I know, have to listen, listen to Big, to big day. day. I have to listen to Big Day. I will admit, I have to listen to Big Day. So that's what we're doing we next week, guys. We're listening to Big Day. We're it's listening happening. to the Big Day. If I are are we? Are we listening? We're listening to Big Day. Yeah, we are. All right, yep. let's do it. I'm down. There Fuck it, is. it. Fuck it. I'm down. Big Day, baby. Oh my God, I'm gonna roast this bitch, bro. I can't wait. Two hmm? things. Just I want to get on record real fast. Chance the rapper's real name is Chancellor Bennett. 
Yeah. And crazy, right? Vic Mensa is a Gemini, just like Kanye West. According to the old calendar. Wow. So before y'all hate on him, just saying. Wait, what's his yes. what's his animal sign though in the in the Chinese astrology calendar though? The rooster. Is he a year of the ox? Oh, rooster. oh. So you oh, he thought was you was going to get me with the ethnocentrism. <laughs> well, see, the reason you didn't know your boy has you know up. <laughs> your boy has progressed. You knew that one. I was impressed, but it also helps that he's the same age as us, and you're probably you're the richer too. <laughs> oh god! I almost called you Russell Westbrook, but I mean to call you the other black dude. What's his name? The other black dude, other than Russell Westbrook. Yeah, what's Cornell his name? Cornell West. Cornell West, buddy. <laughs> Cornell West, like an ass thing that leveled up on us. Westbrook, Jesus. <laughs> All right. This meeting dude, is adjourned. This dude was something that had a West in it, bro. This meeting is adjourned. This first of April, Thursday, 5.55 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. I'm so excited for the big day, guys. So oh, my God. This is going to be a good one, bro. Ciao. Peace Bye. <laughs>